Hey gang, and welcome to the Faith, Recovery, and Music podcast, focused on all issues dealing with alcoholism, drug addiction, faith, and recovery. Here, we share our stories, our experiences, struggles, and successes while walking in recovery with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But that's not all, because we'll also have some great guests, some great music, and we'll be joined by some wonderful musicians performing original and inspirational songs. Songs pertaining not only to God and faith, but also in regards to our journeys as we travel to and on the road of recovery. We'll answer questions, hit on some frequently asked subjects while sharing our faith, our strengths, our personal stories, along with massive doses of positive affirmation and inspiration. And of course, some good music to boot. My name's Timothy Price, and I'm so happy to be your host. I've worked for the church for almost 20 years as a musician and as a praise and worship leader, and I've played music professionally my entire adult life. And by the grace of the good Lord, I am 27 years clean and sober. I truly feel this is my calling, and I believe this ministry is God's plan for my life. I'm grateful to serve Him and hopefully help you on your own personal journeys through faith and recovery. I love it. Let's get started. Let's see, I can bring you down a little bit. There we go. Go ahead and talk for me a little bit, Pastor. How about, do you remember this? Oh, that's perfect. This Brian Adams song? Please forgive me. I know not what I do. No, I don't remember. Please that forgive me. I can't stop loving you. I remember. Summer of 69. <laughs> or what was the Robin Williams song? Until next week. Nanu. Nanu. Or not Robin, Robin Hood song. Robin Williams oh, oh, yeah. song. Uh, um, um, uh, you know it's true. Everything I do. Everything I do. I do for you. I do it for you. You. Hey everybody, welcome hey. to Faith Recovery. <laughs> what an intro! <laughs> welcome to Faith Recovery and Music. Uh, and if you don't know what we are, we are a Christian-based ministry um, here to help addicts and alcoholics by means of sharing and testimony, experience, and uh, singing Brian and Adams. Singing Brian Adams, and <laughs> we like to share our successes with each other, um, and sometimes we share our failures. Um, <laughs> As we walk and on and towards that road of recovery. Come on. So, and we also think that God wants to share not only with words, but with music too. So we do a lot of that because sometimes we think music can uh, reach the heart oftentimes where words fail. So we're all about a bit of both. So um, just know we're, we're not here to challenge any other recovery organizations. We're here to help, man. That's right. We're just here to help. And I'm super happy that um, my compadre and good friend, Pastor Christopher, is joining us this yeah, week, this month. It's so good to be here, guys. Woo-hoo! All right. I love you. And what you may notice is... Here we are. There it is. So this is um, the first episode of season two. Okay. So we are now in our second season of the podcast. And there was much rejoicing. Watch out, world. So um, 
So glad you all are here with us, and thank you so much for and season one was so good. How are we gonna How are we gonna move to a whole nother level I, with I two? Don't know. Other I don't than know. this idea of the the vodcast, right? Yeah, this, the vodcast, the vod, the vod, the, the vodcast. So uh, you know, God was really good to us um, the first season, and we reached people all over the planet. You know, um, and the podcast started um, because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And as the ministry was originally a presentation ministry to go to different places locally, then maybe eventually get out and about. But with COVID, you know, God threw some new plans at us and some new ideas. So it was really cool. So we created the online presence yeah. and uh, with uh, our great group on Facebook. If you're not on our Facebook group, come on and join. It's a good place to share, uh, to feel encouraged. Mm-hmm. Um you know, if you got a dry date and you want a lot of pat on the backs, I think that's a great thing. Put it on there. Post it. You know, and sometimes we post that for other people to see, too. You know, it gives them hope yeah. and inspiration. You sure know? does. And, well, uh, and it's fun, too, the different resources that people will throw on there from time to yeah, time, too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we have the uh, YouTube channel yep. that happened. And then, of course, uh, our website. And then we have the vodcast, which... Which is now the vodcast, but the podcast was really good. We uh, we reached countries. Uh, our second biggest country is Australia. Oh, where people are listening. Wow. So hi to all our friends yeah. uh, down under. Uh, we love you, and we're praying for everybody down there um, for your recovery and your faith. And um, UK is a big one. Canada is a big one. Um, same same goes for you guys and. Um, Singapore. 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 So, I was seeing a theme, and then all of a sudden you throw in a Singapore. Singapore. I, in, my, in my mind, I, again, go back to imagining a whole bunch of Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Oh, I love that. Listening to this podcast. I love that. I think that's awesome. Yes. So hi to all of our friends Hello. everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you are, we're, we're coming to you not quite live. From, um, but we are alive. Yeah, yeah. From south of Minneapolis uh, in New Prague, Minnesota. And if you are in the area, we have here it comes da da. Where is it? Every do you see it? Oh, it's on there. The it is there. Oh, ah, there. oh wait, ah. oh, there it is. Every <laughs> every Thursday in New Prague, we have a faith recovery and music recovery service. Uh, we have dinner at six, and tomorrow. Tomorrow we've got a really good one. Um, I know by the time this comes out, it will already be said and done because Mm -hmm. it's tomorrow. But I'm really excited. We have a good friend of ours sharing who had uh, seven years clean and Mm. then relapsed. And now they're coming up on 90 days. Right on. And they felt it was real important to to share. Share that experience. Yeah, their experience and maybe some... I'm just looking forward to it. And yeah. our buddy Rod. I know a guy. I know. He's the greatest guy. He's coming. He's doing pulled pork tenderloin. Oh, so wow. Yeah, don't think we don't eat good at these things because mm. we do. And we have child care available. So if you are if you are south of the metro area in Minnesota, New Prague surrounding communities, or if you want, we got people coming from north of Minneapolis, you know. Mm-hmm. If you ever want to come, come on, come on down. We'd love to see you. Love to praise and worship with you. Love to be a part of your recovery, yeah. you know. And love to uh, share our 
our music and just the whole ball of wax. That's a lot of wax. <laughs> so it's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> and we're blessed to get to bring it to y'all. So uh, really good. Um, you got anything you want to bring up there, Pastor? Uh, I just I've been loving what God's been doing with faith recovering music. Oh yeah, the the, uh, the people that have been coming to the the live uh, time together, the live service on Thursday nights. That's really been powerful. Yeah, it's been good. Uh, even in the summer, like that's really surprised me because a lot of times summer has a way of kind of being thin. Yeah. Uh, we here in Minnesota, we put up with our winters so we can have our summers. So a lot of people would be out and about, but the summer attendance has been really good. You never know. You know, they're all, they, every single one of them helps me. Yeah. And you, but you just, you never know the impact that mm-hmm. one is going to have, you know, because obviously, you know, some people are, it's like finding a meeting you really like. It's like, you know, sometimes something somebody says could really hit you right here and then someone else eh, not so much yeah you know and uh see you never know but last week when uh y'all were out on uh retreat going uh at lake carlos and then up in st cloud um the whole the the whole new day staff really helps us out a lot to Mm. uh keep this this recovery service going and it's awesome and the the whole staff was gone last week, and I was a little worried about <laughs> Tim it. Tim had the whole church <laughs> yeah. to himself. And, uh, Woo! and um, <laughs> you know, we had a couple other people out. So it's like I'm I'm thinking, you know, tonight's going to be kind of slow. You know, we'll go ahead and order a couple pizzas, you know. And uh, instead of having everybody stand up for praise and worship and doing that, you know, put a few tables together, and we all sat around the table, and Angie and I just, you know, we did music acoustically, sort of like an unplugged thing. Yeah. Well, that was the plan. FRM unplugged. Yeah, totally, because we thought there's, like, 14 people showed up. Hmm. We had some new faces, and I really enjoyed the topic. And the topic um, is actually what we're going to talk about on this podcast. Oh, come on. Yeah. So Is it, it about Brian Adams? It's not about Brian Adams, oh. but I think he has a song called this. <laughs> so um, here, here's what we talked about last week, and uh, here's what we're going to talk about. Um, it's called This Time. Yeah. Okay. This Time. Yeah. Hmm. And I, I, I invite uh, Pastor to... Uh, Stop me at any point, make comments. Uh, if he has any kind of revelations, epiphanies, suggestions, hmm. um, just shut me down and come on in. All right. In my personal failed attempts at recovery, um, there are always similarities that contributed to my ongoing and inevitable lack of success every time. Hmm. You know, so now I remember failed attempts at my personal failed attempts at recovery there were similarities that contributed. Um, it was almost like the definition of insanity that we hear, yeah. you know, all the time, you know, where we keep doing the same things over and over, but we, you know, we expect different results. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of thinking the same thing in in recovery when I try mm. to get clean, you know, because every time I try to clean up, I did the same things over and over and over. But and, expected different results. And I expected different results, and I usually didn't make it past 90 days. Yeah. Um, and that's... Yeah, I tried a new diet, and I would keep walking by the donut shop. <laughs> and I would go in and order a donut, but I was expecting different results. <laughs> <laughs> 
You got it. That's exactly right. You know, and it's funny because you think about that whole insanity thing, but more so in effect to when we're using. Hmm. You know, it's like I drank last night and I got drunk and I got in trouble. Yeah. Next time I drink, I'm not going to do that. I drank last night I won't and get in I trouble. got in trouble. Yeah. I expected it to go different. <laughs> I, uh, I went and I bought a rock and I smoked it up hmm. and I got in trouble and I got busted. It's not going to happen this time. Hmm. I went and got a rock, yeah. smoked it up, and I got in trouble and I got busted. I mean, that's, you know, you think about that definition hey, of. Everybody. Oh, it's coming from here. <laughs> so anyway, I uh, I would do different things. Yeah. And with with using, you know, be it drugs or alcohol, hmm. and I'd swear I'd never do it again. Hmm. And guess what? I'd do it again. And you think about it. You think about it in that situation or those that yeah. pretense. But you don't really think about that when you're in recovery. Right. Because we're doing something good. Yeah. We're trying to, you know, we're trying to clean up, you know, we're trying to do the next right thing. But I kept doing the same things in recovery, too, hmm. that inevitably left me miserable. Yeah. And not not understanding um, a lot of the guilt would come back, a lot of the uneasiness, um, because I wasn't doing the things I was supposed to be doing. So... And you know, like I said, it, it's it's one thing if we're doing that, and we get those same results when we're constantly doing destructive things to ourselves and others, yeah. you know. But you know, when you're trying to stay clean, you kind of think, "What?" But if you're like me, and I'm guessing a lot of you are, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, you might have a long track record of failed attempts. Mm -hmm. You know, again, I do, I do. But the good news is it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. You know, um, when I try to quit, I could usually handle the withdrawals, um, the shakes or the DTs um, of the first week or so on my own. Um, not because I'd seen the light and not because I was a changed man, but because the pain and the consequences of whatever drug or alcohol fueled event that usually took place the night before filled me with a determination to clean up hmm. you know because a lot of times at least for me was you know i was never good at drinking and drugging plain and simple hmm. and i would get into trouble all the time but it was how much trouble you know, it's hmm. like I call it the, the ongoing buildup because it'd be trouble, 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 trouble. Then a big crescendo. I get a DUI or hmm. go to jail or hmm. wake up face down somewhere where I didn't want to be and have no idea how I got there, you know, and, you know, or have got had gotten into a fight with somebody um, that I I loved and cared deeply for, or had gotten in a fight with somebody that you I didn't, didn't know even know. Yeah. yeah, you know. And uh, when you look at those things, and, and even uh, you know, there are a few times when you know I'd be looking at the things that I needed to be doing to be responsible, 
and um, I'd spend my whole paycheck. Hmm. You know, I'd get my paycheck for that week, and the next morning, it's gone. Pockets are empty. Wow. And I'm waking up in some strange place, and Lucy, you got some splaining to do. You know, <laughs> and those things. It's like I kind of wanted to quit um, because one, it's ruining my life. But sometimes I'd want to quit to make myself feel better hmm. and feel like I was doing something positive. Yeah, you knew that what uh, the way you're living wasn't how you wanted to keep living. Yeah, yeah. But it, it also you didn't quite know the, what that new way of living was. Yeah, it, absolutely. So it would get you. You that reality would get you started. Uh, it would get you into the first couple of weeks, but then you kind of get into some familiar ruts. Yeah, and then sometimes it'd be like uh, if I had uh, a court appearance coming up. Hmm. So like if, uh, you know, when, uh, I, I mean, every time I, I, um, I've been arrested six times in my, you know, I've been clean for 27 years. Praise uh, God. That's praise awesome. God. I haven't been arrested in 27 years. Wow. There's that, that there's there's uh, coincidence there. That's, that's how does that work, you know? And uh, but I know uh, when uh, every time I got a DUI, um, it'd take a, sometimes it'd take a while to get your court date. You'd wait for all this stuff, and I'd always try to quit like a month before court. Sure. And I'd go get a sponsor and go to AA. So when I went to court. I could say to the you know, I'm being responsible. My sponsor, here's my sponsor here with me, and Tim's doing really good. He's going to meetings and he's sponsoring other people, and I'm his sponsor. And you know, a lot. I mean, that was a trick I did. I, I hmm. mean, and the funny thing is, is like every time though that I, I cleaned up, I always sincerely knew I had a problem, hmm. and in my heart I wanted to be clean. But I also know for a fact there are many of those times, if not every time, I was doing it until the heat wore off or to reduce my sentence, you know. Mm. And when I got my third DUI, I didn't even quit at that point. You wow. Know? And, uh, you know, and that's, you know, I, I didn't, I played that. I played mm. that card. I tried to I tried to do that, you know, and uh, the whole new leaf kind of aspect. So I, I kid you not, whatever it was, it was either so I could somehow come out ahead, save face, not go to jail, or it had to be something that I did that felt like a twisting knife in my heart, hmm. something that I just regretted so much, hmm. you know, and, you know, if you're like me, again, you know what I'm talking about, you know, and you can, you can apply whatever situation to that that you may recall hmm. you know or may not recall you know because a lot of those times a lot of those things i did i found out the next day from other people so long track record again of not knowing what i had done hmm. the night before um but you know i uh that pain had to be pretty bad for me to the consequences of the pain had to be real bad and then there were the times that came later where I did want to quit. And then I'm doing the same things I did the other Before. times I tried to quit. Yeah. You know, when 
when my life became so bad and just because of the drugs and the alcohol it was the the all-consuming thing if I wasn't looking for people to manipulate to get money or to get drugs hmm. or buying booze or just doing the things I did because um, you kind of have to get into a way of life to live like that you know there's a lot you have to manipulate a lot of people to get away with the amount of drinking and drugging I did Wow! and to get away with it Yeah. and it, it got to the point where Everybody was, they knew better. Hmm. You know, they, they knew that, you know, don't trust a word Tim says, you know, because he's using you to get whatever he wants. Um, family members were the same way. You know, I had uh, a restraining order on hmm. me. Um, basically sleeping in a box. Like I said, at the end of my third DUI, that didn't do it. It still took me six months later. So that DUI, third DUI, and it's funny because the second DUI I, I had, I did um, I did 90 days time. Wow. But the third one, I didn't do any. So, and it might have to do with I was in Atlanta. But um, all of that stuff, after I had it, then that buildup started happening again, yeah. you know, and and I went to court, um, and I know that that time I did kind of do the uh, the heat wear the uh, the recovery until the heat wears off hmm. kind of thing, and uh, and when I went and saw uh, the judge, you know. I, uh, I was given a lot of community service. You know what? I know why. I know why. I know why. Because um, when I received, so this is, this is 27 years ago, because this came back. This is, this is why. When I got my, my DUI in Georgia, they didn't know about the two in Minnesota. Oh. Because um, it wasn't on the, the net, it, the grid. Wasn't, wasn't the way it yeah, is now. Yeah, because they contacted me about 10 years ago when I was almost 20 years clean, and I had to do all this other stuff wow. you know, to prove that I'd been sober, and <laughs> they wanted to take my driver's license. And oh, everything. my goodness. And that's so that that's why it was. That's why it was. Because I remember I went in, and we were able to plead no low, no low contender, because according to Georgia, it was my first offense. Okay? Huh. But I still, I lost my driver's license because, you know, even the first... DWI, DUI consequences are tough. You're going to lose your license. You can look at about at least 20 grand out of pocket once you get past uh, lawyers, court fees, um, reinstatement fees, uh, lost work. Um, it goes on and on, on wow. impound fees, whatever. Um, I had to go to class and um, one thing they had me do when I was, you know, I told them I was clean and I wasn't. I went and I started doing prison ministry. Wow. And uh, it just all started hitting me. And it just all they started. They had to kind of eat away at you. It was killing me. Yeah. It was like, so now, now, it, it, the DUI wasn't the thing that was the third DUI. I mean, if you have three DUIs and you're not 
cleaning up, chances are there's more trouble coming down. You know why? Because it's the definition of insanity. <laughs> you know what that is? That's doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So, um, but all of this other stuff started happening. And um, some people have heard my story on this podcast. And that's kind of where we're getting to. My drinking and drugging was so bad. Yeah, and I was even going to a prison uh, once a month mm. trying to appease the court system along with everything else. Um, I did make good on that, by the way. So, but none of that stuff made any difference. It didn't matter how bad I was or how far down I went or who I had hurt or what kind of trouble I was in. Yeah. When it came down to the actual recovery, none of that made any difference. Um, because I was usually doing it for reasons it's for myself but it was in a different way it was selfish reasons for myself it was reasons to save face reason to get out of whatever trouble i was in reasons to stay out of jail reasons not to pay hefty fines reasons to try to have my life move forward but man when you keep trying to move forward and you have to crawl out of a hole every time yeah you don't move forward you don't you're just constantly your whole life is dig 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 fall into the hole you've dug yeah. and if you're lucky you can crawl out dig 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 and fall well, into that and hole so many times it's we're trying to move forward but we're also still trying to hold on to the past yeah you know like point. we uh we're tr we want both <laughs> we and we can't have both we have to we have to uh lay the past in the grave and yeah. and be able to move on and yeah. and then do the do the work that's before us today, trusting that God's going to help us today, and then move forward into tomorrow. Yeah, uh, there's, there's 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 a lot to be said and done. Yeah, but it, uh, boy, I tell you, Tim, I'm I'm so proud of that that you didn't stay in that rut. Like you're able to get out of that rut, that way of thinking. And it's, as you're saying it, what hits me is it's still. Uh, things haven't changed. You're still looking at it from a selfish point of view. Like you're, you're still like, what's, hmm. what's the best way to help me? Yeah. And sometimes and, you have to. Yeah. And, yeah. There's, that's a great point because, you know, there's a fine line between that. There's a fine line between saying, uh, at least I think saying I'm going to be selfish so I can continue getting away with the stuff I want to do. Right. I want to be selfish so I can continue manipulating people. I want to be selfish so I can keep drinking and keep drugging. But then know? the switch of that is, but on this, it's okay. I want to. I want to have a self love. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I. I really. I value myself. Yeah. And I'm going to take care of myself. And it's okay to be selfish when it. At least I think so. You know, we've, 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 it. We've got our responsibilities. There's no doubt yeah, about it, you know. Right. But if being selfish means I have to go to a lot of meetings in order to stay clean, what? I think that's okay. So, really, what what I've been uh, spending quite a bit of time, like even these last this last summer, uh, Jesus had said when he was asked, "What's the greatest commandment? That you would love God with your heart, with all of your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength, and the second is like it that you would love your neighbor as you would love yourself." Mm. And I'm realizing more and more that I don't do the best of job of loving myself. So if I don't really know how to love myself well, 
then do I truly know how to love my neighbor? Wow. You know, that's, uh, that's been the thought that's, that's been stirring in my heart. So, so that's why, I don't know, I, I've been doing a lot of walking, a lot yeah, of hiking, and, yeah. and just I, I, I made a goal this summer of, of taking time for me. And and to maybe someone that might be considered kind of selfish, but I've actually it's been a blessing to me, and it's I've 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 thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I think we we did a we did an FRM about that. Remember that um, about three weeks ago, and it was having. It doesn't mean that we don't reach out. It doesn't mean that we don't help other people. That's part of our recovery is service work. It's yeah. a big part of it. Yeah, and that's part of our faith. Towards right. God is yeah. service work, but you know what? You've gotta, you've gotta make sure you're good. You gotta make sure it. it it's just like what Pastor said. If you're, if you're no good to anybody else, if you're not good to yourself, and if you're struggling and you're sick and you're tired and you're worn out and you're halt, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, or anything, it's hard for you. To be helpful to somebody else, yeah, you know. So well, you, we don't want to be that way. Either. No, no. There's there's a balance in there, right? Yeah. Like the true humility is it's not thinking less of yourself; it's just thinking of yourself less. Oh, yeah. That's that's wait, humility. Wait, say that again. What and it, and it's I don't know who who originally it said. It. I think it's a uh, anonymous quote, but true humility isn't thinking of yourself less; it's thinking less of yourself. And that's great.
music. On this page right here, you know, we state that if you are, you know, if you're a real alcoholic, um, eventually we get to a place where we believe we no longer have a choice. Hmm. You know, um, we find we can no longer function or get along with others or ourselves. Um, <laughs> we're beaten down, <laughs> hopeless, and miserable. And <laughs> so is anybody who comes near us. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've lost our faith, if we ever had any to begin with. <laughs> um, we're sick, tired, flat broke, and we dream of a better life. <laughs> Only it never happens because we've convinced ourselves that we are and will always be um, the perpetual victim. Hmm. We'll always be that victim, and our addictions and our unhappiness uh, and our lack of a good life is also the fault of somebody else. Wow. That uh, I know that hit me a lot, and I know I've, in my um, adventures in recovery, I've talked to a lot of people who feel that same way. You know, and I, I really, um, and it's kind of a sideline that kind of uh, crescendos to the end of where we're going with this, but I love what Joyce Meyer. Yeah. says about this topic. Um, she always says, you know, when it comes to feeling like the perpetual victim or that from the trauma that we suffered as a kid or an adult, you know, um, a lot of us have, I have, you mm -hmm. know. Um, it may not be your fault, may not be our fault, but it is our responsibility, mm -hmm. you know, because... We're the ones that have that, and we're the ones that are carrying that around. And it kind of comes down to a choice where you can carry that around and be miserable, and we can make everybody miserable around us, or we can try to use that to help ourselves and to help others. Right on. You know, so. Yeah. But even with all the enemy dumps on us, and no matter how far down we've gone, we still, even in recovery, we still have a choice. We always have a choice. Um, and this I know because I've been there. I've been that person. All of the stuff that we're talking about, I've been that person. Maybe maybe you have. Maybe you relate to some. Uh, maybe all. I've been that person, and I've chosen drugs, booze, hmm. and chaos over everything else. Hmm. Um, so the times that I was serious about recovery, the times that I really wanted to get clean, why did it fail? Why did it fail? Now, when I was trying to get clean for, again, the reasons of um, the heat wearing off, for, for the selfish reasons that we were talking about that are truly selfish reasons, mm -hmm. right? Before any of that, or trying to save face, or doing it for somebody else, you get an ultimatum from your spouse, mm. your significant other, who, you know, your a loved one, loved yeah. one, your boss, whoever yeah. they say, don't come back until you're clean. And, you know, there's some drive in there. And maybe if God's watching out for you, it'll click. Hmm. But usually that's not enough to, 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 to get it to stick, to get it to stick. And we got to yeah. get it to stick because pretty soon that heat wears off. And that's when we're at our most vulnerable. When we, uh, when we don't feel the pressure of everything coming in around us that's demanding that we be clean. You know, and in some sense, it's like that fear and that gift of desperation 
drives us yeah. to be clean. So, But when that wears off. That wears off, you know. What and, keeps us going. Yeah, and you don't want to go back, but you're holding on, you're... You're scraping the walls. Yeah. I did that once. I literally, you know, I literally was scraping the walls once, um, just out of my mind crazy. And that was at about four months sober, Mm. you know, had gotten past that 90 day brick wall that I'd always seen. So um, I'm I'm so blessed, Mm. you know, and I feel, I feel so blessed in the fact that, um, when I finally quit, um, I do feel like God talked to me. Hmm. I do feel like God laid it in front of me and said, this is it, pal. This is it. Here's your past. Here's your present. Here's your future. And it didn't hmm. look good. And if you know me, you've heard me talk about that many times. I feel that's your Ebenezer Scrooge moment. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Past, present, future if nothing changes this is what your future is going to be and you see the tombstone yeah and that was no doubt about it you're not talking pizza not talking pizza okay not talking pizza and you know what i'm saying out there you know what i'm talking about and you know they say for us addicts and alcoholics that if we keep using and doing the things we are doing inevitably it winds up uh in one of two ways we either wind up dead or in jail Hmm. and um mine was in jail not with what I was doing, not the stuff I was pulling, not where I was. So that brought me to the rooms the next day. That gave me Come on. The, the oomph yeah. to get up and go to a meeting the next day. Hmm. And that fueled me for a long time. And it fuels me now. Yeah. But still, after a couple months, it's like, you, you know, you know, it's like, okay, let's look at recovery hmm. that time compared to the other times. So, like, uh, as you're saying that, if that's okay, I'll sure. just throw this in there. As you said, oomph, I was, I was hit with something. You know, first we have to try, right? Yep. Like we got to try, and and then thankfully, there's times where that oomph follows that that desire to keep going. And you put it together, you've got triumph, right? Ooh. So you, Ooh. but you have to get your try, and then when you've got the oomph to keep going, as long as you keep going, you keep trying, that triumph is gonna is gonna come. And I'll I'll, I'll do you one up on that. Yeah. So all those times, so you get that you get that oomph. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel God is in my corner, and I'm gonna do this, but you have to keep God. Yeah. in your corner yeah, and you have to keep trying and that's something I didn't do before hmm. um, so every time you're doing what we're supposed to do and I made a list you know it's just you know I, I just the um, FRM list uh, the brought FRM to you list. by you know they're just they're, they're suggestions but, but I was going to say when you try God gives you those triumphs as you keep going yeah but, you know, if what, you're not trying, you don't get the oomph, yeah, just like you said. Right, right. Yeah, well, and it truly, we aren't, uh, we're not meant to just get by. We're not meant to uh, to just be survivors. I, Jesus came to give us yeah. life and life more abundantly. We're meant to thrive. Yeah. Like, that's really what, what it's in. It, that doesn't mean that challenge doesn't come. It's that when challenge does come. 
we're able to, with God's help, we're able to get through it. And there will be challenges. Your life is going to get great. Trust me. I mean, if you, if you are an addict or an alcoholic and you are able to put it down and you are able to start living clean and doing the things that are suggested, you know, the, there's things of faith, there's things that programs recommend, you know, because we don't, we don't want to be clean and miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, but just know life is going to happen. Here's the deal. Life is going to keep happening, but you're going to have other things in your life that are going to blow your mind that you can't even imagine. It's like the nine step promises in mm. Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm. You read these promises and I'm here to tell you, they come true. Mm. They come true and you're just going to go, wow. But, you know, while we're living life, again, life is going to happen. Yeah. And But now, now we're... Well, we're part- better. And we're partakers in it. And we're better equipped to deal with it. Absolutely. Where, um, obviously, the way, the way we were trying to solve it before didn't work. Didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work, you know. So, so what, what uh, Pastor is going to help me with is um, I just want to share some of my experiences over the last 27 years. Um, not the end-all, be-all. Uh uh-uh you know um these are just a few things that have worked for me and oh my gosh use them if you think they'll help you and if if you don't think they'll help you don't but remember sometimes we think the things that the hardest things that are truly going to help us and we say we don't want to do it because we know it's hard you got to do some of those things that are really hard because that's what that's that's when the rubber meets the road and that's when those changes internally really happen you know and so here's here's my list dun, 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 dun. so the first thing that i have and i just you know a couple things have a plan mm-hmm. have a plan and may he give you the desire of your heart mm-hmm. and make all of your plans succeed and that psalm Chapter 20, verse 4. Yeah. Have a recovery plan. Hmm. Don't wing it. When I had 13 years clean, I stopped going to meetings. And I had a, I had a, a meltdown, a complete meltdown. Um, and it was just about as bad as when I first recovered. As, as a matter of fact, it might have been a little bit worse. Because hmm. now, um, when you... When I quit drinking and drugging for that final time that stuck, like I said, I I was facing jail time. I had my third DUI. I had court orders out against me. I was basically sleeping in a box. I had nothing. I had nothing to lose. Hmm. Nothing to lose. That's even what my sponsor said. Why wouldn't you try this program of recovery? You literally have nothing to lose. So 13 years into my recovery, I've met and fallen in love with a beautiful woman who I think was a gift from God, Hmm. Um, have two wonderful kids, have a mortgage, Um, I'm touring, I'm playing in different bands, clean. That's when I decide I don't need to work a program anymore. Hmm. That's not how you do it. You know, you don't, Hmm. you don't just 
the, we don't get to a point. I call it the double-digit dodge, and we could do a whole podcast on that. Hmm. Don't. One thing I can say is have a plan. Go to meetings. Get a sponsor. Go to church. Um, I I love my relationship with Christ. That helps me yeah. so much. Having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ helps me in so many times of trouble. And it's it's amazing how Christ works with me on what I pray for. Mm-hmm. And it's usually by the people he puts in my life mm. who make my life so much better. You know, I feel that's how God talks to us is through our our friends and people we love. Yeah, right on. Um but man, you gotta go to meetings, or you gotta go to celebrate recovery, or faith yeah. recovery in music. You know, you you just you have to have a recovery plan. You know. Well, and I would encourage everyone too to when you have that plan, especially for those that uh, that follow Jesus, to commit that plan to the Lord, like to invite Him into Absolutely, it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's in Psalm thirty-seven. It says that uh, verse five: Commit your way to the Lord, trust in Him. And he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the new day sun and your vindication. Uh, oh, sorry. Your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. And talking about the idea of when we commit the, our way, when we commit our plans to him. So it's not just make the plan, but then it's like, oh, Lord, and I invite you into this. I give you this. I commit this to you. And I welcome you to move in this. Uh, there's there's a lot of times in my life where I've made my plans, I've committed them to him, uh, but then he's the one that's actually directed my steps. He's the one that's led me through some of the different things. I, uh, one case in point was uh, meeting my wife and uh, being able to date her and eventually getting my mind around being married. I never thought I ever would. Uh, I'd committed every I'd committed my plan to him of this is what I'd like to do in my adulthood years. Uh, but he had said, "Well, that's nice. I'm going to direct your steps. Here's Cheslin." <laughs> you know. And I That's how I feel about so, Alice. Yeah. You know, it's funny you mention that because you know, I thought the same thing. I thought with all of the things that I had done and just the way my life was that I was never going to be able to have a family. Hmm. And I I thought that same yeah, yeah. That, that was the same track. I thought I was thought I was doomed, kind of cursed to to have to have brokenness in my life. Yeah. But I, you know, so I'm I'm working my plan. I'm working recovery. I'm committing it to the Lord. And then all of a sudden he says, "Okay, here's Cheslin. This is going to be your wife." And I like it I did, it wasn't like this audible voice, but I've never I been what, drawn I know, I know to Yeah, like mean. it was like I'm going to marry her. Do, do you know <laughs> I I feel that you know uh, when you when you clean up, you know, it's suggested not to have relationships for a year. So you can concentrate on yourself. Yeah. And, and, and gang, we need that. Oh, we, we yeah, absolutely. We need to do that, you know. Unfortunately, there's times where we can try to make uh, our loved ones or spouses or whatever, we try to make them out to be a part of our Savior. And they can't yeah, be. Yeah. That's not healthy. They they can't live up to that. Yeah. If uh, if you're recovering and you're, you're single um, and you have that opportunity you know, you're, you're blessed either way. If, if you're, if you're not single and you have a spouse who's behind you, it'll be the strongest force in the universe next to God helping you, you know, when you have somebody who's in your corner like that, you know, and then if you are single, um, you know, I took that year times three. Hmm. (laughs) It's pretty messed up, you know, but I, you know, I, I just, 
I wanted to be clean. Yeah. And you know, to the point where people started calling, instead of calling me Tim, they called me timid because I, did, I didn't want to date. I oh. wanted, you know, and, and you know what? I just, God put Alice in my life. You know, I met her at church and hmm. there she was. And I've always said she was my gift from God once I was clean for three years. Hmm. And she's stuck by me ever since, you know. Stand by your man. Wait, what is it? Stand by your man. <laughs> oh, look at you with dance moves. Blues Brothers. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, that's that's some good stuff, you know. And, and, and boy, I love that sharing your your plan with Christ, mm -hmm. you know. And if you if you're unsure how to formulate a plan, mm. go to a meeting and get a sponsor or a temporary sponsor, and just ask, you know. Um, if you're more comfortable um, with a one-on-one, -on -one, you know, when they at a meeting, if they say who's willing to be a temporary sponsor, you know, some some people will raise their hand. You know, uh, if you're a woman, I suggest uh, a woman sponsor. If you're a man, I suggest a man sponsor. Yeah. Um, because you're working on you. This is what this is all about. This isn't about anything else. Yeah. Um, and ask them. Ask them, you know, if they if they've got a few years and what did you do? What was your plan? Um, or ask your pastor, hmm. you know, just somebody if you're unsure or unclear about what to do, because that's one thing we don't want anything to be cloudy. Yeah, you know, go go to your church and I talk to a pastor. Yep, talk to uh, somebody at a meeting. Um, again, you have your church. You have AA, NA, CA, and Celebrate Recovery. So many places to go to. Um, so have a plan. Yeah. Okay. So ready that for was what number I got one. Next? That's What's number two. Not, and really, maybe not any particular order, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> a know. here's B. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna read you the Bible verse, and I want you to tell me if you know what it is. Okay. Okay. So here's the Bible verse. First John. Chapter oh, you, 1, verse 9. You just told me what it is. No, what the topic is. The oh, next, the topic. The next, I, I'm sorry. I thought the was, next thing, like the first I was supposed one to was give you the address. have a plan. Oh, okay. snap. So, okay. So this is, this, is, this is, if we confess our sins, hmm. he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all righteousness. Hmm. I would guess that this has to deal with... Uh, well, up the fourth and fifth step, right? And you being ding, able to ding, 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 being able to share with other people. Yeah, and you've had the privilege of doing some of that lately too. Yeah, I, know. I have. And I've really been I've been honored. Uh, I think that to be in that position. To I be think able to, that's cool too, and I like how uh, how y'all have been doing it. Um, and uh, of course, we won't mention any names, but. Uh, um, pastor has been helping out at uh, our friend Jeremy's treatment facility in yeah. Montgomery. Spirits, Spirits at, at rest. rest. Yeah, yeah. And I know uh, I know you remember, if you listen to this podcast, oh, I know man. you remember Jeremy's, Jeremy's story. story. Um, and if you don't remember it, uh, it's called Breaking the Chains. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what episode it is, but it's called Breaking the Chains. That was in season one. <laughs> yeah, sure was. Yeah. and uh, But you know, they, they're doing something kind of cool where when... Uh, um, people are doing their fourth and fifth steps. They're uh, shutting the lights out in the room so people can kind of share and 
feel a little bit more at ease. I thought that yeah. was kind of cool. Yeah. So sharing, sharing is real important. Like mm -hmm. we read in 1 John 1, 9, or what the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous says. Yeah. Uh, Throw step it down. four, we made, a search, uh, we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Why? <laughs> so we could go to step five. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. Here it is. Admitted to God, to ourselves, <laughs> and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Yeah. That's that's big stuff, gang. See, I never did that hmm. in all those other times. No way. I never. I never. The other times, I got, you never. I got through. I got through the first couple steps. Yeah. But every time I got to got to step four and five. Four. Oh. Did you ever write it out I before? Was off to the races, dude. I was gone. Huh. Gone. Step four made a fearless and moral inventory yeah. of myself. Well, maybe I could oh, tell somebody I'm out of here. Yeah, I never, I never got fearless. Past I love how they put in fearless and into that. And you have to be fearless, yeah. you know. And you can be. Yeah, you, you can do it. You can be fearless. You know, it's, it's a matter of the sharing and to get that stuff out. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like it's well, almost like confession. And I, I, I like to look at it as the good, the bad, and the ugly. Ooh, because there's, there's been some good things in all of this too, right? Uh, there's. It's not all been bad and ugly. Yeah. Um, so to be able to to be thankful for the good things. Do you know what our good friend Colleen said? Do you remember Colleen who was yeah. on the she was on she the was podcast on, yeah. last month? Awesome. What a great job she did. Yeah. I heard her say one time um, that when you do step four and you do that fearless that. Uh, um, Searching in fearless inventory, yeah, and it's it's you know it's suggested to write it all out. Yeah, she said, flip that page over and write out all the things you like about yourself too. Yeah, and all the things that you've done. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. But yeah, so if you're to ask another verse uh, that can really amplify this too, is James five sixteen. It says, uh, confess your sins. Confess your so your failings, your shortcomings. Confess your sins to one another, pray for one another, and you'll be healed. Uh, and then it goes on to say, the prayers of a righteous person availeth much. They're powerful, they're effective. And uh, I often think of that. It's really, none of us are righteous on our own. It's all about what Jesus has done for us. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it, it's really, it all points back to him. But the idea of the beginning of that is to confess your sins to one another, confess your shortcomings to one another, to pray for one another, then what does God say? He promises that we will be healed. And I love the idea of us being able to be healed, to be yeah. put back together. Uh, and um, those the, the idea, again, of all those broken pieces coming back together, being able to just really live life better, uh, live life with victory. There's nothing wrong with being broken. Yeah. We're all broken. Amen. You know, and there's nothing wrong with it, as uh, our good friend Todd Finney says. Yeah. Beautifully broken. Right I, I love that. And you know what? For a lot of us, our brokenness that at one time, you often wonder, why am I broken like this? Hmm. And then you find out why when God wants you to reach out to other people who are broken so you can help them. Yeah. You know, and it's right. like your brokenness is your superpower. 
Right. Our mess can become our message. Oh, boy, right? is that good. I love it when God does that. I love that. So that's, you know, sharing is good. And remember, sharing is uh, it's good for you. It, it's good to get you out of your own head. If you're struggling with something, if you're like me, a lot of times we get stuck on something yeah. and it just ruminates and or ruminates. There's that word. Um, <laughs> and it just kind of sticks in your head. And sometimes we uh, don't feel any relief from what's going on. I tell you what, you know, um, in the day, that was a lot of the reason why I would drink when I would get fixated on stuff and I'd want to stifle the committee in my head. You know, and one of the only ways I could do that was drinking, and you know, or or drugging or some chemical. Um, instead of here, instead of firing the committee, you would you would try to uh, just forget about yeah, the committee. Oh, I'd try to drown them or <laughs> or knock them unconscious. You know, and uh, so today my committee is not a committee anymore. Um, most of them have been fired. Which yeah. is great. And now it's just down to one pesky critic. And uh, so that that's really good. But also, when uh, when you share that stuff and you get out of your own head, man, that's a surefire way to take what's bothering you out of the picture for a while. And yeah. you get relief by helping somebody yeah. with what you've gone through and your struggles and you know, oh my gosh, it's it's yeah. it's like it's not like it's not like a magical pill that uh, removes the situation, the challenge that you're in, but it it can give you a new perspective. Yeah, yeah, on the, on an old problem. And sometimes you just get a break. Yeah, you know, because I remember when I had that. Well, I was talking about that time when I almost relapsed at 13 years. Yeah. I became absolutely crazy. And we were talking about that, about having a plan, and I didn't have a plan. Yeah. And uh, Your plan I, was to try to be Wolverine. Yeah. You were scratching and, uh, the wall. I, uh, that's our buddy Rod. I know a guy. Hello? Hey, there he is. Hey, you're going to be on the new podcast. We're recording right now. Oh, cool. And now you're yeah. on. Yeah. Did any words of inspiration that you want to share with us, Rod? Yeah, <laughs> come on. Rod's a great yeah. guy, folks. I mean, he's he does so much for this ministry. Tomorrow, tomorrow he's doing pork tenderloin. So I'm telling you, if you ever want to come to these Thursday night gatherings, you know it's it's some good food too. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rod's been amazing with his support for this ministry, and yeah. uh, love him to death. So, all right, I'll give you a buzz back. Okay, bye. (laughs) That was kind of fun. That was fun. So um, when I was, like I said, kind of going crazy, 13 years of sobriety and saying have a plan, and it's funny how this is kind of coming back to it. One thing that I wanted to share but I forgot was my uh, running into a gentleman that I had uh, um, seen in the rooms of AA quite often. Wow. And... uh, so when I got back in and I see this gentleman, yeah, and uh, just a great guy, and he looks at me and he goes, Hey, Tim, how you This is in, back in Atlanta. And he goes, Hey, Tim, how you doing? And uh, I said, You know, I'm doing great, you know, and I want to say his name so bad, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> I'm doing great. We'll 
We'll call him Billy. I'm doing great, Billy. You know, I'm just, uh, you know, I uh, working and spending time with the family and going to church. You know, I'm just kind of coasting along. And mm. without missing a beat, he looks down at his shoes and he looks up at me and he goes, you know, Tim, you can only coast downhill. Yeah. <laughs> I went, whoa. Yeah. I mean, like that. And I, and, and I kid you not, I said coast. I mean, I literally said coasting along. And for him to just come right back and say, it's like, and you almost think he'd been waiting his whole life to say that, you know? <laughs> but it was, it was strong, you know? Yeah, that's so, it. And that's, that's part, you know, it, all of this kind of ties together. And, you know, the, the sharing thing, I'm telling you, gang, it's real important. Yeah. And again, not only does it help you to work a program, you're helping somebody else with their program. Mm hmm um, which brings us to our next one. Here we go. Okay, you ready? So, so I'm gonna read the I'm gonna read the verse. So, this service <laughs> that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God because of the service by which you have proved yourselves. Others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everybody else. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 12 through 13. What do you think that is, Pastor? Well, we had make a plan. Yep. We had uh, sharing with others. Yep. So now I'm assuming that this is serving others. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And, and it's, you know, it was, it was, it blows my mind how there's as, as old as times itself. Yeah. You know, I mean, coming right out of the Bible, um, the same things that will help us now, yeah. the same things back then that helped, you know, and, you know, as we're. Truth is truth. Yeah. It, and, and it doesn't. It doesn't require whatever decade it's it's spoken in. Yeah, truth is truth. It holds itself. So, and here's helping others is the foundation stone of your recovery. A kindly act once in a while isn't enough. You yeah. have to act the good Samaritan every day if need be. It may even mean the loss of many nights. Hmm. Or excuse me, it may mean the loss of many nights sleep. Um, great interference with your pleasures or even interruptions to your business. Guess where that's from? Uh, where? That's from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Oh, so that's right out of book. the big book, gang. Right out of the big book. Helping others is the foundation stone of your recovery. Hmm. A kindly act once in a while isn't enough. You have to act the good Samaritan every act day. Act the good Samaritan. Yeah, act the good Samaritan. Every day. If need be. It may mean the loss of many nights sleep, great interference with your pleasures, interruptions to your business. Hmm. But there it is. There it is in the Bible. Man. There it is in, in the, big book. the big book. And I also know that in those 90 days of recovery, I didn't really do much service work. Hmm. I really didn't. I didn't. Again, this is this is from my experience. Your experiences could be different, but these are the things that I didn't do that I think attributed 
to my relapsing. Sure. Okay? Yeah. Now, again, just, yeah. just to be clear, you may have other things. You may never have relapsed. You right. know, so um, I, uh, from the first time that I went through inpatient treatment at 14, it took me to the age of 27, in and out of treatment in wow. AA and other other groups um, in that ilk um, for, what's that, 17 years. Wow. So that's 17 years of relapse, hmm. you know, where you, you know. But again, some of those other ones, the selfish ones are in there too, mm-hmm. you know. But it did get to a point, gang, where I really wanted to quit and doing the same things that I had done before wasn't... Wasn't enough. Wasn't doing it. Yeah. Wasn't doing it. Yeah. Well, and that's what's interesting about service work. Uh, you know, maybe you're like, well, how would I start? What, what does that look like? What are some practical first steps? I um, I think it might be as simple as just looking around in your community and seeing mm. what are the needs. I, uh, a simple approach to this, uh, when I go, I like to go on walks. When I go on walks, I'll often pick up trash, even though it's not my trash. And I, the mindset that I have is that's not my trash. Perhaps it's not your trash, but it is our trash. It's here, and we need to take care of it. And hmm. I, I think of that as the needs of our community. That may not be my problem. That may not be your problem, but it's our community's problem. Yeah. So let's find ways to be a part of the remedy. That's uh, that's my heart. I know there's there's times where there's things that maybe uh, are so big that it feels like that could never be accomplished. But I, I even in those situations, if God's leading you to do it, he's going to lead you the way through it. Uh, you know, that old phrase of how is it that you eat an elephant? And I'm not, I'm not saying, hey, let's go have an elephant burger. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. But how do you eat an elephant? It's one well, bite at a time, time, right? Yeah. So it's... What is what is it to look around? Maybe there's something even that you like, something that you're really talented at, uh, and you'd be like, "Oh, I, I see this need. I want to be a part of helping fill that." Uh, whatever that might be, there is something so powerful about service and looking for that opportunity. That the illustration that Jesus had shared about the Good Samaritan uh, that was a situation where it was even a people group that didn't like the other people group. But yet they still were able to move past the prejudice that might be there and and be part of the remedy, be part of the solution. So I mm. I would encourage you, it may, there may be opportunities where it, it could bring you to wrestling with maybe some of the ways that you were brought up or maybe some of the prejudices that, that perhaps you'd like to push through, whatever it may be. Uh, invite God into that situation. He's going to help you. He'll help you find it. I, there's times where when I've had the chance to serve, uh, sometimes it's serving people that I don't necessarily want to serve. Mm. Like in my own flesh, I'm like, ah, I don't really want to serve them. Uh, and he's like, well, that's nice, Christopher, but I want you to serve them anyways. Yeah. And, uh, and the, the benefit then has always been for me. I feel like I'm the one that's getting the greater benefit than, than the, the people that I'm serving. Like when I go on mission trips, I've had the chance to go to many nations on different uh, mission trips. Yeah. And it always feels like I know that what I'm doing is a benefit to the people that are there, but it, it almost seems like the trip was meant more for the benefit of me. Oh, I'm, it's like we've been uh, – I'm, I'm thrilled we've been talking about uh, – I get to go on the the Haiti trip. Next yeah, time. that's gonna be and awesome. Yeah, it's gonna Tim's be gonna awesome. I'm teach going, some guitars. We're gonna Woo. we're gonna get down to uh, uh, Haiti, 
And when you when you go there, from from my understanding, from Pastor, he's been there a few times. Um, like it's really hard to bring things down there, like a guitar, for instance, because of the custom fees yeah. and all of that. So, uh, um, what I'm led to understand uh, from Pastor and a couple other folks is that um, once you're there's sort of like a these different larger stores where well in depending on which city that you're in there's larger stores where you could buy it's it wouldn't be it, it you know you, you would get a decent price and you would get a, a, a decent guitar right, right right that's what you're talking about is to buy a couple guitars right right and then bring them and then teach right so that's what we're gonna do we're gonna they they've brought down a um, or have purchased for some of uh, the folks down there uh, um, sound systems to yeah. help them out with their services. So we're gonna we're gonna instead of bringing down the guitars, and because I'm told that sometimes those custom costs can get they, they just go as up fast expensive as the items themselves. So we're gonna we're gonna actually buy the items when we're down there, and then go uh, to some of. Uh, um, is it a village that we'd go to? Or? So Pinyan is a city, uh, and it's and it's a nice. It's up in the hills. But when the earthquake came, they didn't mm. get directly impacted. There was some shaking, but there, none of their buildings were uh, directly impacted by it. Uh, so it. It's up in the mountains, but uh, there are some remote villages there too. So when you're when you're there, what I was seeing was the opportunity to, for you to to do some teaching, right? And, you know, to be able to teach some basics and guitar playing, and then even to go in. Pinyan, it's not a big city, but it's not a small city. To go into there, uh, they've got a uh, kind of a, a, a big area where you can play uh, along with the market that's there, oh, and that people would kind of be drawn to. That would be great to your finger style. Oh, I would love to do that. And then we'll uh, we'll leave the guitars. Yeah, when we leave, we're gonna say right on. You know, I think that you know, and pretty soon you start seeing these opportunities to serve. That you love to do. I yeah, mean, it's like, yeah, it pops I, up. I, I'm gonna love. I'm sorry, but yeah, I love the idea of serving that way. Mm-hmm. You know, and to be able to serve that way, and you know what? I'd never have that without recovery. I mean, that's like yeah. we talk about small miracles, and you know, a small miracle of being able to share something like music, because you know, music's a big part of this gang for me, and yeah, uh, and hopefully it is for you too, because. You know, it's a strong component. It yeah. really is oh. for me. And, well, like uh, you say, it almost the beginning of every gathering we have, uh, music can penetrate the heart, perhaps even better than a thousand words. Oftentimes, you know, absolutely. It just, it is, it's powerful. So what a miracle to be clean <clears throat> and to get to pack up, go to another country, um, Bring some chord sheets and a couple things, and teach teach songs. You, you know, some great songs of faith, and and maybe get to play somewhere else, and and then leave those guitars and that sound system for mm-hmm. them, so they can continue to worship once we're gone. See, to me, that's it's big, it's yeah. huge, yeah. it's and it's wonderful, and it's and it. You know, honestly, it makes me feel good. Yeah. It makes me feel good to get to do it and to be of service and just blessed to get to do it. It's a miracle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a miracle to get to do that. And I'm, I'm fortunate and lucky, blessed to be alive 
that I'm able to do that and serve yeah. in that capacity. Well, maybe you're listening, you're watching right now, and you're like, "Boy, that's that's awesome." I don't, I don't know if I could go to Haiti. Uh, you don't have to. There's, it, it could be just as simple as uh, looking in your neighborhood and and seeing if there's something that you can do for someone else. Oh yeah. Uh, maybe it's like me. Maybe just going on walks. I walk here in New Prague. I, I walk the paths, and if I see garbage, I pick it up and I throw it away. I think that's great. Uh, that that can be a simple first step of learning how to serve others. And, and you know how these cross. Cross over a little bit, um, sharing. Yeah, sharing with somebody and reaching out to somebody else. Yeah, is great service work. Absolutely, good service work. Um, getting to a meeting early and putting the coffee on. Yeah, you know, sweeping the floor or making some cookies and bringing them to a meeting. Like we, Margie has a great friend making a big old cake and bringing it to Faith Recovery she, and Music. Margie's friend can't necessarily make it to to a meeting, but. She always loves to bless, and, and so it, it's fun. You know, Margie walks in, and she always has all these baked goods. Oh, and I know. I, they're I, like, oh, I get it's to, so good. Tomorrow night is – tomorrow is going to be kind of – I'm really looking forward to our speaker tomorrow. Um, Kelly and Lucas are doing the music, mm. and um, so this will be the first time that I haven't been involved with the music except for reflections and music uh, in the middle of the service. And whenever we have a speaker – I ask the speaker what their favorite hymn is, hmm. and usually they say "Amazing Grace." You know, nah. so so I played it a bunch of times. So tomorrow's kind of easy. So the reason I'm saying that is like at four o'clock I get to go pick up Margie, and Margie's oh. somebody who really helps out our ministry. You love her. She is a sweet. She's and, on the team. Yeah, and I get to take her to the store and help pick out those sides. Ooh, oh boy! Yeah, it'll be like pork tenderloin and cotton candy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pork, pork tenderloin and double thick pizza. Now we know who to give the credit to, Rod and Margie. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's awesome. But, it, but it's amazing. Even at Faith Recovery and Music, you know, we can start thinking about all the people who help us. You know, I mean, everybody from Whitney to Mike, my mom, my yeah. mom who comes out with Margie and helps yeah. cook. Everybody at New Day. Everybody at New Day helps. Pastor Ben helps yeah. uh, from Holy Trinity. Love you, Ben. Yeah. Um, ben and Alicia, they're awesome. Yeah, Randy, mm -hmm. King Randy. Um, yeah. Just everybody. Rod, you yeah. know. Um, I know a guy. These people who they, they're they doing what we're talking about. Yeah, serving others. Except they're others. doing it for us. Mm -hmm. So they're they're serving this ministry so we can serve others. Yeah, and so good. It's it's great. It's wonderful. Okay. So you'd make a plan. Yep. You had sharing with others. Yep. You'd serving others. Yep. Is that it? Nope. We got two more. Two more. Okay. Here two we more. go. Two more. So this one's a little bit harder. But oh this boy. Is, this is a big end. Not the biggest, but it's up there. But thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The key word is thanks. thanks. <laughs> I buried the needle on that. Yeah. But thanks be to God. Yeah. He gives us uh, the victory through our Lord hmm. Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57 can only be talking about... Well, gratitude. Gratitude. Attitude of gratitude, gratitude. baby. Gratitude. Gratitude. Thankfulness. It's, yeah. It's like a lever. Gratitude's like a lever and helps us to go from where we are to where we ought to be. Oh, it's as simple as just, you know, whenever uh, I get wonky, yeah. um, um, 
my wife is so awesome. You know, it's like I was talking about uh, a guitar I wanted. Yeah. And then I was talking about somebody who played guitar that had the guitar I was kind of dreaming about. Dreaming about. Yeah. You know, and uh, and uh, it was Tiny Tim and the ukulele, wasn't it? Yep. It sure was. <laughs> and speaking of Tiny Tim, I I reverted to about six years old. You know, did you really? I wish I had that guitar. <laughs> and my wife goes, "It was so funny. It was irritating, but on the the I'm spot right on. Spot on. There's like yeah. the finger up. To compare is to despair." <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> Alice! She, she, nailed, she nailed it with she that. She threw that down. Think about that. Think about that. To, to compare, compare is to despair. To despair. All these hmm. times we look at things and think. I should be further along. I should have mm. this. I should be better. That should be mine. Yeah. Why? Why? Why am I not getting this? Why am I a victim? Why yeah. am I this? You know why? I, yeah. Why does recovery work for everybody but me? Mm. You know why does God love everybody but me? You know mm. that was one for me for a long time. Mm. You know never. I, wow. I never not believed in God, but for a long time I thought God did not like me. Wow, you know, like and you it's got like, the second hand. Oh, that, the that was the reason. Hand me downs. That was the, the reason. Scraps. No, it was more so in my using wow. because it was the, it, you know, Lord knows it wasn't the drinking and the drugging. <laughs> it, it's because he didn't care. Couldn't be that, could it? <laughs> you know, you know that kind of brings Again, us back to embracing that victim mindset. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've played that card a lot, man. Yeah. I've gone down that victim road a lot, and for a long time it was. I, I really felt that way. Hmm. You know, I really did. And, you know, that doesn't mean bad things didn't happen to us. Right. And it doesn't mean right. that we were not the victim of something, you know. Right. But yeah. if we hold on to that our whole lives, um, it just hurts us. It doesn't have to be the thing that uh, is our identity. We don't right. have to have Good our identity in it. that. Good way to put you it. You know, our identity, I personally, I might. My greatest sin, that's not my identity. Uh, the way I messed up yesterday, that's not my identity. Yeah. Uh, my, my identity is, well, as a son of God, as a, a chosen royal priest. But it, a part of that is like a lion heart. Um, yeah. you know, that, but that's been self-discovery time, that of learning who I really am. It's not, it's not the failings. It's not the unfortunate situations. It's not... Uh, what people had said, either intentionally or unintentionally, to harm me, that's not my identity. Uh, but it takes a little bit to find out who we are and whose we are, yeah. uh, how that how that all shakes out. It's it's a big thing. I um, I love what you'd said about comparison, though, boy, because uh, the opposite, I would imagine, the comparison, that can get us caught up in coveting. Coveting. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, and it's really challenging to be grateful and to covet at the same time. It's like you can't do it. Wow. You, you can't be wow. grateful yeah. and covet at the same time. Yeah. Um, so for us to be able to, if we're if you know if you're listening or you're watching right now and you're wrestling with kind of that comparison, you're wrestling with coveting, and that can look a variety of different ways. Like right, like maybe in the in the workplace, you feel like oh I'm being overlooked, so and so just got this this bump up or whatever. Um, I've learned. To celebrate when others have victories, I celebrate. I celebrate what they're doing. 
uh, because when I when I'm celebrating, I'm actually thankful. So as a follower of Christ, when I have another brother or sister in Christ that is is advancing, I feel like man, that's awesome for them. Their victory is my victory because we're all part of the family of Christ. Uh, I, I I choose to to go to that attitude of gratitude and not that mindset of oh. Well, I should have got that, or right, when's, right. when when am I going to have my breakthrough? Yep. You know, I'd, but you know, to to move past that coveting, that comparison, and to step into that mindset of gratitude. I, you, what's fun about that? I so a couple of weeks ago, I was sharing a message on how to overcome feeling overwhelmed. In, in this season right now, it's so easy to get uh, feeling overwhelmed. Oh, there's there's so many things that can pull us down, right? Uh, I was looking at a passage of scripture in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Uh, the, the, this king, had there was three enemy nations that partnered up together to come after him. It's so unfair. And many times things like that happen. I, we may not have three enemy nations coming at us, but maybe we have more month than we do paycheck. Yeah. We've, uh, on another front, maybe something's going on at work. Maybe you've got kiddos and Something else, so like it's the idea of these three things coming at you at one time, and it feels it's overwhelming. I really loved how they had responded. Uh, they they waited upon the Lord. They made a plan, partnering with God. Uh, they implemented that plan, but as they were going forward with it, they put their worship leaders in the front as they were facing their enemies that were coming after them. They put their worship leaders in the front, and the worship leaders kept singing over and over again, uh, I would give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. And so they were going into this challenge with thankfulness, with gratitude. And uh, the outcome... Uh, God had actually he had said that battle belongs to the Lord. I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of this before you even step into the battlefield. And he did. He turned the those three enemy nations turned on one another, and they actually had to, it took them three three days to get all the full plunder of all of all of what uh, they got um, from those three enemy nations. But to have that attitude of gratitude to go into it. With a thankfulness, there's it's powerful. Yeah, uh, and again, it also it helps us to not have to embrace coveting or, or uh, comparison. Yeah, it's it's, you know that, uh, you know I used to uh, wonder uh, why uh, why I was such a drunk, hmm. why I was an addict, you know, and uh, and I used to uh, I used to uh, well, a lot of people understand this. I, uh, I, I wished that I was able to drink like normal people. Hmm. I don't really know or understand um, the the normalcy of smoking coke and crack, you know. So I don't, I don't know if you can use that for that. But you know, and I remember even I remember early on in recovery, you know. Those, those commercials that are just so wrong. You know, it's the commercials where they show, you know, you're down by the, you're, you know, you're at the pool and it's a sunny day and it's perfect day and there's a party going on and there's everybody's having fun and psh, yeah, you know, and that wasn't me, man. Mm. It's like, but I, I mean, I remember looking at that stuff and I'd start to go, why can't I have that? Hmm. You know, why can't. Why can't I drink like other people? 
Mm-hmm. You know that you know when, uh, and that's it's it's when you're facing that point of when you're on that fence, and you want to quit or you don't want to quit or you've just quit. You know, it seems we 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 get placed upon a fence quite often. Yeah. Where we kind of have to make our mind up which way we're going to go. Yeah. And that one was a hard one for me all the time. I uh, wow. I don't know if it would be coveting, but I coveted people who could drink. Hmm. And I thought that uh well, I was getting robbed and missing uh, out and the funny thing is is the more I work my program and the more I develop my relationship with Christ, and the more this ministry blossoms, the more that I realize how much I've gotten as a result of that. Yeah. I, I mean, it's amazing the, what my life is. Kind of the sweet reward. It, kind of. Yeah. Kind of, you know, and, you know, we have people, and I know you've experienced this too, you know, people, there's, people are so awesome and they're grateful for for FRM and that's cool you know that's great but you know when people say thank you for it it's like I gotta tell you I get more out of this than <laughs> I get a lot out of it gang I, I do mm. it's like I feel blessed to get to do it and God takes care of us and I get to work my recovery and I get to work my recovery with other people and I get yeah. to play music and we know that that's one of the things that's built our friendship mm-hmm. and many other friendships because of, you know, real friendships, friendships yeah. that I can count on, relationships where I really feel like God put these people in my life. Yeah. And I don't feel that way anymore about it. I, mm. I actually, you know, I, I feel blessed that, you know, you know, when you say I was out there for years dangerously drinking and dangerously doing drugs, Hmm. not only putting my life in danger, but other people's. How did I get through that? How did, you know, I have no earthly idea Hmm. why I lived through that. Now I do. Yeah. Because God's not done with us. Right now. It's Um, good. I thought that's, you know, the stuff like that, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, you never know what somebody else, you know, what, what did what did my sponsor used to say? He used to say um, a lot of uh, our worry, if not all of our worry, is worried about not getting what we want hmm. or about losing what we already have. Hmm. Think about that. You know, so gratitude, gratitude. I'm I'm grateful for you all out there. I'm grateful for this guy. Hmm. I, I'm grateful that we have a place to do this. I'm grateful we're we're in a country where we can openly praise our Lord and Savior Jesus Amen. Christ. Amen. You know, it's not like that everywhere. Yeah. I'm I'm grateful that today I haven't had a drink and I can count on my friends and people to come help and I'm grateful to go home and spend time with my family. Yeah. Right you on. Know, it's you ready for the last one? Mm-hmm. You got anything you want to add to gratitude? No, that was really good. good. Yeah. All right. No verse. So. Oh, all right. Well, I'll close this then. <laughs> okay. There are a few things that have worked for me. Or these are a few things that have worked for me. Um, mm. There's no limit to this list. Um, other things are things like, you know, Pasha was talking about it, exercise. Exercise is great. Mm. Uh, seeing your doctor regularly 
that's that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a good thing. We can uh, doctor, doctor, give me the news. news I you got. know, it's it's uh, it's a good thing. You can go talk to your doctor. Trust your doctor. Um, a good diet. Um, talking to a therapist. You know, I've I've done that many a times. Mm-hmm. I uh, I tell people I wear I wear my recovery on my sleeve because frankly it it helped a lot mm. you know and uh um I've even chosen a few things like yoga mm. you know to kind of stretch out and you know and um you do the taekwondo I do taekwondo yeah mm-hmm. I love doing taekwondo I do the taekwondo I do the taekwondo <laughs> That's what I do you know um or any or, hobby you're yeah. passionate about, mm-hmm. you know, hobbies are fun. I mean, it's yep. like, you know, putting I, uh, together models. I love putting together models. Mm-hmm. You know, I love uh, dressing up like Godzilla. I do. That's a fun I thing to do. It, I, I love monster movies. I just, <laughs> I just do. I, I love it. Um, you know, and sometimes it's just as simple as just choosing to yeah. be happy. Yeah. Just make that choice. Say, I'm gonna be happy, and that kind of brings to. Uh, what for me is my top choice, you know, is Here that is. in all situations, yeah, we can be happy. A happiness right. that pa- surpasses all understanding. And I was listening to somebody talk about that where when everything is crazy around you, you know, we don't, we don't base our happiness on circumstances. Yeah. You know, we don't base our happiness on something bad that could be going on because chances are it's a season and it's going to pass. Yeah. You've heard the term, this too shall pass. Having that happiness that surpasses all understanding, I can only get through my relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm. And my, for me, it's God. Yeah. God is my number one choice. Um, I, I got to tell you, just having the ability to have that personal relationship with Jesus. And what I tell everybody, the basis of my faith is when you're in recovery for, you know, I mean, they call me an old timer. You know, I'm blessed to have 27 years. Hmm. You know, I've got a few hours today, but I got some 24 hours that have compiled over the years and they add up to. Uh, 27 and a half years Hmm. um, that I could not have gotten through that without God. Right on. You know, and without Jesus. And those miracles, and people say, you know, in in your time, why do you believe in God? And it's like, I cannot explain miracles after miracle, after mm. miracle, after miracle that I've personally witnessed, not just for myself, but for people that I see who come into these rooms, people who are, that that, that come in and recover. And I'm telling you what, it is nothing shy of a miracle. Right on. And that to me is proof positive of my faith and what God has done to me and just all of these little things that have happened over the years that even in recovery that they're unexplainable but they've contributed in some way shape or form to my recovery Hmm. and um, 
I'm, I'm proud to be a Christian. Yeah. And, and I'm proud to be a faithful follower of Jesus Christ. And I feel, I feel that is a, that is the strongest component of my, my sobriety. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love how when I was at my lowest, uh, he was able to, uh, to connect with me and maybe that's you today. Maybe you feel like you're at your lowest if you're listening or you're watching, uh, would encourage you to invite him in. Uh, he, uh, Revelation three twenty, standing at the door uh, of our life, and he's knocking, and he, his desire is to be able to to be welcomed in, mm. and to be able to sit and have a relationship with you and I. I love how Tim had highlighted that it's uh, more about a relationship and less about religion, and it mm. uh, religion's okay. I'm not again. I'm not standing against religion, but I yep. that Jesus, it, it is truly. It's this 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 desire to have this relationship. They often I'll have people that'll ask me if I'm religious, and I'll usually say, no, I try not to be. I can't handle it. Uh, but I do like having a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And that's, um, that's, that's, that's what I like to do. I, if that's you, to purely uh, welcome him in, uh, to invite him in, it, a very simple thing of just saying, I, I need your help, Jesus. And uh, he has a way of showing up. It's one thing I love. Uh, my story is a little bit like the prodigal, uh, uh, where he was out doing his own thing, ran out of money, and then um, had to had to experience the pig pen. I, when I experienced the pig pen, I was wrestling with some suicidal thoughts. I sure hope that if you're listening or you're watching, if if you if you're wrestling with some of those thoughts, to reach out to some friends, to reach out to a counselor yeah. or to a pastor, to be able to to get some help. Um, I'm thankful that. I was able to reach out, and Jesus came, and he brought such great help. And that was more than 20 years ago. I'm so thankful for him. And maybe you're feeling a little overwhelmed, uh, whether it be with uh, addiction or things that are happening nowadays. I, uh, my heart aches for what I'm, I'm seeing unfold here um, in Afghanistan, uh, whatever that may be, to know that we have such great hope in him. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, this has been great. Yeah. This thanks is, for that. Been, thanks for joining us, guys. We yeah, this has been we really love to great. have you here. I love. Uh, if you love it when Pastor joins us. Well, really if you're good. still listening, you get five out of four gold stars for the day. Yeah. We'll just we'll send them to you in by mail. Just give us your address. Yeah. <laughs> if uh, if you're uh, interested in finding out more about faith recovery music. You can visit our website. Cha-ching. It's either up there. Or oh, up, there it is. One of the two. One of the two. But <laughs> please check it out. Um, um, you can find out about our our weekly service, and we're looking for places to play, folks. We want to bring this. We want to bring this ministry to places where where folks can need it. So if you ever yeah. have any ideas or suggestions, you know we uh, we'd love to visit different churches. We. Uh, we're coming up on the twelfth uh, here in New Prague. We're gonna do a uh, a lot of music and a presentation for the Well, which is a teen center. Yeah, teen center. right on. Yeah, it's a it's a great place for kids. It's a Christian teen center, and uh, so we're gonna play a whole bunch of music. You know, 
Oh, I, uh, yesterday, boy, you put a quarter in, Tim. Just throw down any Glenn Campbell. Yeah, I was Glenn. Like, like a rhinestone cowboy. <laughs> Riding out on a horse with a star-spangled rodeo. Or uh, um, I am a lineman for the county, Wichita lineman. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's going to be fun. We're going to play a lot of fun music and uh, yeah. do a little uh, presentation. Um but we, we're always looking. If you're ever interested in that, please just go to the website and contact me and yeah, uh, right on. or anybody who's part of this ministry. Uh, we'd love to be of service. We'd love to uh, help out in any way, shape, or form yeah, we can. Take and the show on the road. Absolutely, absolutely. we got a lot of people who are excited about um, talking about their recovery and talking about their relationship with Christ. Mm. And we do it with a lot of music. So uh, that's good. Yeah, and we talked about Thursday nights here. Yes, uh, in New Prague Anil at, at New six. Day Church. Worship starts six thirty. Twelve zero one First Street Northeast. If you're in the area, we're right by the Pizza Ranch. Yeah, and, uh, Ace yeah. Hardware. We do Pizza Ranch quite often. We do. Um, they've been really good to us too. They have, yeah. they help us out. Um, so twelve zero one First Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should Northeast. know that. Northeast. I should know that. Six o'clock. Dinner starts at 6 o'clock. There's my lovely wife right there. Um, please join us. Bring a friend. Bring anybody you want. We have child care, too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm kind of eager to see how this is going to come out. This is our our first vodcast. Is that with a V? Vodcast. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so really. Tim's holding up like peace fingers and yeah. trying to make a V. It's with, like a V. If you're v- listening, that's. He's he's so hip. Yeah, <laughs> I got a broken hip. <laughs> he's, he's, he's so cool. <laughs> so anyway, um, we love you, and yeah. we're we're so thankful for you and your recovery. And uh, you can check out our YouTube channel, just Faith Recovery and Music. And if you are on Facebook, um, please join the group. You know, it's mm-hmm. a private group um, where you can feel free to share, and a lot of folks do. And there's just there's a lot of faith, there's a lot of recovery, and there's a lot of music, you know. Um, hmm. It's very catchy. It's kind of catchy. Boy, that so, could be a name of something. Yeah, so with that, and also um, in the ending credits, uh, we have the number for a suicide hotline. Hmm. So if anybody you know or you, if you, you know, if you need some help and you're having trouble reaching anybody, please you know, call that number. Yeah. You know, you're not alone. You're not alone, and you you know you don't you don't want a permanent solution to a temporary problem. You mm-hmm. know, so and we'd love to help you if we can too. So, right on. Uh, one more thing, I'm going to ask if Pastor will take us out in prayer. Oh, I'd be honored to. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for listening with us. Thanks for joining us. If you're watching the vodcast, thanks for 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 joining us on that with a V. Yeah. Fancy. Uh, Heavenly Father, we appreciate how how faithful you are, how you never give up on us, how you care for us. You know, Jesus, when he had talked about you, he had said that you're like the good gardener that cares for us. And then Jesus had said he's the vine and that we're the branches, that you're that gardener that will pick us up out of the dirt when we need help. You'll brush off the the things. Maybe you'll need to mend us. Uh, You'll need to bring healing. Uh, Perhaps there's even things that need to be pruned back so that new life can can flourish. 
And we thank you for how you care for us like a good gardener. Uh, you care for us, and you uh, want the very best for us. So that's what I pray for. I pray the very best over all that are listening or watching right now. Uh, help us, Lord, uh, to develop that plan, and then we invite you into it, uh, that we would be able to have people that we can share life with, uh, that you would give us opportunities to serve others, and that, um, that through it all we'd be able to grow in our understanding of you and how you care for us. So we welcome you to move uh, in our lives. Uh, we, we, um, again, we thank, we're so grateful for everyone that's listening and watching. May they experience more of your passion uh, in their life today. And we pray a blessing over Faith Recovery Music, over Tim and Alice, over the board, uh, and uh, over the team. Uh, and greater is what is ahead. So help us to be right in stride with you. In all this, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Season 1, Episode 2, This Time. Today's music featured All of My Heart, written by Timothy Price, performed by Shelley Galvin, Alan O.W. Barnes, and Timothy Price. And Amazing Grace, performed by Timothy Price. If you're interested in being a guest on the Faith, Recovery, and Music podcast, please go to our website at www.faithrecoverymusic.com and go to the contact page. We'd love to have you. We'd love to hear about your recovery. Even though we may occasionally have a doctor, a licensed counselor, or therapist as a guest on the podcast, today's episode did not feature such. We are not doctors, nor do we claim to be. In quitting any kind of substance, you may need to seek medical attention or assistance as you detox. If you are in any way, shape, or form at a total loss and you feel you have no one to reach out to and you're concerned you may possibly hurt yourself, please, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Please check out Faith Recovery and Music on Facebook, and be sure to visit our YouTube channel, too. This episode originally aired September 3rd, 2021.